And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation that I'm hoping helps your business grow. Now look, people, I just want to do what I want to do. Don't you? That's what we're going to talk about today. I think too many people are stuck or feel stuck doing stuff they don't feel like doing, whether it's in life, whether eh, really anywhere. So let's just get into it. Now, before we get too far, let me get the heavy lifting out of the way. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. With me today, I have Kelly Wade. Now, Kelly is the CEO and founder of Off the Nose Productions. She's a speaker, an author, a consultant, and someone who is very, very likely to tell you all about how she's going to do what she wants to do. Kelly, welcome to Startup Hustle. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matt. Good morning. Was that a, was that a fair uh, a fair setup for you there? It was. I pretty much wake up and do what I want to do, and I hope everyone else does. Is is everyone not doing that? No, they're not. And I hear it a lot from people, and I'm really not not kidding. Now, before we dive into doing what you want to do, you can scroll down to the show notes and click off the link for off the nose, as in OFF the nose. Now, I want to hear more about your backstory, and I'd also like to hear what off the nose, how do we define that? Uh, we're often quoting my, the the beloved Mike Tyson and saying everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> that is that is off the nose. That is uh, the other day. The other day, my daughter kicked a soccer ball and it went off my nose. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd like to hear about your backstory and and what off the nose means to you along the way. I think all of those qualify, by the way. And hats off to your daughter. Um, I don't know if that was intentional. I'm sure she said it wasn't. So we'll roll with that. My backstory, uh, Matt, is I have a long 27 plus year. I'm dating myself, uh, uh, career in marketing and advertising and business development and um, broke through and went into commercial roofing. Was not, it's not like I woke up and said, damn, I'm going to go into commercial roofing. But I started there in marketing, built my way up. And for the past 11 years have been there. I was the first female CEO in the commercial roofing industry across the country. Obviously, then the first female CEO of this third generation. Um, uh, This was the second largest company in the country. And then I did another first and led the company to the sale uh, to a private equity firm about a year ago. And you would have thought that, you know, I wrote my ticket and could continue on in that role or, you know, decide to go uh, and do something else in the industry or CEO at a, a 
you know, some, a strategic uh, company, uh, you know, the supplement in the industry. And, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with the whole corporate thing. I've done it, been there, done it, worked my ass off 24 seven. And I want to do something different. I want to work a, a different side of my brain. And journalism was my degree. And I've always just love uh, talking to people and hearing what they're doing. And I've been told my whole life, I'm a motivator and an inspiration. And people like to talk about Kellyisms because I tend to have one, if you want to hear one. And so uh, I created Off the Nose Productions. I went and took a film class at the Wrigley School of Film and Design here in Sarasota. I was super inspired. And in that class, I learned what on the nose means. So when you create films, on the nose means putting whatever is predictable in a film. So if you walk in and, you know, your wife's in bed with somebody, a very on the nose thing to do would be to scream and throw shit maybe. Uh, But off the nose is my idea. It's trademarked. So I said, my God, I want to do exactly the opposite of that right? I want to walk right past them cheating and say, screw it. I'm out of here, right? Something off the nose. So that's what started. That's what how the name came to be. It originated from learning about that term in film class. Um, I created the company and we're starting with the podcast, which I host, and we interview people who are doing the unexpected. They are running a parallel path to make their dream come true Um, whether it's, you know, uh, somebody who grew up in a horrible situation and has become super financially successful. It's, uh, somebody who grew up, you know, in a Catholic environment and became a rabbi because they were inspired by a trip to Israel. I mean, it can really be anything and it doesn't have to necessarily be financial success. It's just, it's just really living an authentic life, waking up every day and saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to do what I want to do, no matter what my family thinks, what society thinks, what I, what my kids think, what, you know, um, and trying to level out all those damn responsibilities we have in life and don't let those dictate the kind of life we live. Well, fortune favors the bold. This is true. Now, if we're going to truly have an off the nose episode here, uh, it's probably a good time to let you know that, you know, I went to five colleges and now I'm a junior. See, um, and, Love it. and, you know, like theoretically now that's not uncommon for entrepreneurs. That's um, right. in fact, many of the, the wealthiest people in the world dropped out of college. Um, it's usually cause you've run into something that you felt like chasing a little more, um, you know, you talk about all the different things and adversity that people can come over. And, and you know, the, the, I think the thing in the end is just not letting it own you. And, you know, it, my, myself personally, I, I joke about the colleges thing because I think it's I might be a junior. I don't know. I mean, I literally don't even know. And it hasn't slowed me down. But at one point in my life, I let it. And then and then, I, you know, and for those of you listening, you know, I'm hoping you find some inspiration in some of the things we can talk about today and some of the, the off the nose tactics Because really like there's, uh, you know, and, and the, the construct as we know it, you know, tells you to do a whole lot of different things. And if you don't do them now, look, if you don't go to medical school and you don't get an MD, you're not going to be a doctor. 
Right. Okay. So that, that is pretty predictable, but past that in certain things that do require certification. And I like to think that those listening are entrepreneurs. I mean, this is a podcast about entrepreneurship. So you get to write your own ticket and that can be good, bad, ugly. I mean, you're going to sign up for all of it now. Um, you know, you know I think it, that we have a huge opportunity right now. Um, it's a blessing, you know, in adversity, there's always opportunity. And I think that there is more opportunity right now and less fear for, you know, the listeners than ever before. If you look up, you're aware, you say yes, you go for it. Everybody has the opportunity to work from home. They didn't have that opportunity before. Everybody has the opportunity to use technology and not be perfect at it. Everybody has the opportunity to be certified in different things that you never thought. I mean, all every major college, every Ivy League school, they all offer certifications now. And employers are looking at things differently um, if you want to work for somebody. But if you're an entrepreneur, there is absolutely zero excuse um, for not getting the skills that you need, especially right now. It's a blessing what's happening right now. Well, there's, you know, the thing is, is sometimes you just, I I mentioned earlier, I said, fortune favors the bold, you know, but before I I was an entrepreneur, I was a district manager for the world's largest maker of electronic musical instruments. Now, technically that job required an MBA. Um, I didn't care. I was bold. I said, Hey, look, do you want someone that has a certificate or do you want someone that's going to get in the trenches and get out there and sell shit for you and your dealers? I got the job. That's right. I mean, that's it. Like just fucking own it. Like, own it, it. you know, you get, you know, okay, look, when you're 22, it does matter. If you come out of college and you have a degree, you are going to have an easier time <clears throat> finding a job. They're finding a job that it's a little, it ranks a little hard. It's like, you look at the army, it's like an ROTC graduate starts as an officer. That doesn't mean they become a general faster than the guy that just signs up. I mean, nope. past that, it's just a starting position. And, you know, like some of, you know, it really, it comes down to what you can do. And I, and I think you're right. I think we're in this golden age of entrepreneurship. And I think that there's a a fundamental disruption is about to occur when it comes to getting like being able to pursue certain things is, as you mentioned, especially in the tech industry, like, okay, sure. Your computer science degree is important. And I'm not going to sit here and crap on, on college degrees because they are important. I've learned a lot of stuff, but it is not the determining factor in your final destination. And, um, you know, and, and in some cases it's actually an anchor, Cause you know, I know, all right. My, so my sister is a doctor and I mentioned, you're not going to become a doctor without an MD. Now she has an MD. She also has a master's degree from Georgetown and she went to Notre Dame university. That's all really expensive shit. That's and a lot. It is. And it still is a lot. And yeah, I mentioned that kind of that boat anchor, you know, that one of the things, and I think that leads to, you know, any, any industry that's ripe for disruption um, has kind of, oh, we're, we'll not, it's, we're who we are and we're never going to change and whatever until they suddenly aren't. And, irrelevant. you know, you look at, well, you look at tech and these other stuff, like 
dude, people care. Can you, can you build shit? Can you write code? Can you solve problems? Can you make stuff work? Cause that's what really matters. And it's not, you know, so in so many industries and so many things that you can pursue, if you want to be off the nose, as Kelly would say, you just got to start doing it. And the thing that's important well, and, and you know what? You 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 probably aren't going to be at the top of the food chain right away. Now, no, I am at the bottom again. You start over. It's but you know work. What? what what's fun? The climb is fun if you if you ask me. The challenge, the climb, learning, growing. I mean, what are you on this planet to do? Just pay bills and put one foot in front of the other? I mean, not me. To me, it's it's as far as I know, we have one life. I don't know if I'm coming back as a bird or a cheater or what the hell is happening next. But right now I'm like, I got one life. I don't know how many days I have. I don't know how, health, how, how long I have my health. I'm going to live to the absolute fullest. I want to learn everything I can learn, meet cool people doing cool shit and, uh, and have a good time. You know, one thing, I don't know if we have only one life, but if I have more than one, I want to come back and haunt my haters. <laughs> <laughs> so just know that's high up on my list. Of Are you making a list? Are you making a list? No, okay. no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing shit that matters. And, you, love. you know, so I want to talk about that for a second, because, you know, when it comes to doing what you want and, and, and a, a pursuit, a, a, you know, we're, we're dedicating this episode to the off the nose approach. Look, things that aren't a normal path are going to draw scrutiny and they're going to draw people, the people that are around you. Okay. Every, every single business that I have started in the past, including the one I own right now, at some point, someone was like, that's a terrible fucking idea. It's going to fail. You're an idiot. And the thing is, is you, well, and sometimes you do need to listen to people, especially if you hear that over and over and over and over. I think that's the key. Yeah. If you hear it once or twice, brush it off. Yes. If it's what you want to do and you feel good about it, just try it. You know, try it. Now, look, some horses are going to ride farther than others. There's race horses, work horses, and ones that are meant for the glue factory. You got to have some kind of sense as to what what you're riding, and you know, like the right time's never going to come. I uh, people often that are around me, and you mentioned Kellyisms. There are a collection of people that have been recording madisms for a year because mine are never thought out. They're often relevant, and I don't even know where they come from. But, you know, some of these things, you know, I'd say you got to jump and build wings. Now, it's a good idea to make sure you have the stuff to build the wings before you leave the cliff. But I'll tell you one thing that'll make you build those wings real fast is that impending doom of the canyon floor. And, you know, sometimes things you get forced into things like don't just keep your eyes open. And, and what my first real experience with this was I was in my mid 20s and I had not uh, received an opportunity that I was hoping to receive. We'll just keep it that brief. And and I called my dad and I was really upset. And he was like, you know what, you need to just you feel like a door slammed in your face right now. And it and it did. But you need to take a step back and look around and make sure you're not in a hallway full of open doors. 
Um, it was it was some really like somewhat cliche advice, but it was great because it was it was yeah. very it was very topical because you know you look around and make sure there's not a ton of there's not a ton of different opportunity around. Now we're in this golden age of entrepreneurship where there is technology at your grasp. There's things that you can do. There's franchises you can embrace. There, I mean, you can really kind of do it all, and you can do it from home now. In my book, Million Dollar Bedroom, I talked about exactly this. I mean, I literally started a business in the extra bedroom in my home. Only thing I had was a credit card with an $8,000 limit. I created $30 million worth of revenue in the final eight years. I had no idea what I was doing, no experience, nothing, nothing. But you got and, up and every I, day and did it. I got up every day and did it. And I had some people at some point telling me that I was crazy, telling me this, telling me that. Now, look. It doesn't matter if people love you or hate you if you show up and do the right things every day. You got to show up and do the right things every day, though. There's yet I have yet to find that that success doesn't demand some form of payment in advance. Now, if you're willing to sign that check and write it out and it's pay to the order of my future success, and you might want to leave it blank, people, because it's usually a steep price, but you just keep paying it and you keep waking up and you can't be afraid. And and, I, and I'm going to attest to something here. Like as an entrepreneur, I'm 45 years old. I wake up terrified on some days. I know what it's like to wake up at three in the morning and wonder if I'm going crazy, if I'm going broke, or if every decision I've made has been wrong. It yes. comes with the territory. Yes. Own it. Own it because you know you're afraid weird? of it. It, what's, what's worse not doing it not doing it at all yeah or or clocking into some job that you don't care about i mean really? i'm not going to comment on that i have 200 employees worldwide and i hope all of them clock into work tomorrow so, <laughs> <no>. okay, but <laughs> hopefully you but run that, a company that encourages them to want to be there when i ran the company they have, I well ran, they do we we do like, there's a high yeah. level of independence now at, yeah. at full scale and once again today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io our whole business model is about pairing people up that have high levels of talent with companies that need that talent and can't find it where they're at now past that we leave it we leave it up to our employees and the company to figure out their dynamic we stop by and do a quick check in every week like in many ways everybody that works at full scale is an entrepreneur because they have to control like here's the thing is is it's up to them whether or not they succeed in that relationship with the client. If they don't, they got to move on. We got to find them something else or do whatever, but, but still. Different. You can be an entrepreneur. So I think it is, it is um, interesting. There are companies you can work for. You don't have to go it alone. There are companies you can work for, as you said, as full scale does. And where the, the mark I left at the last company that encouraged uh, independent thinking and creativity and an entrepreneurial spirit yep. within the realm of, of a company. So I think there are companies like that. They're just far and few between. So I want to, so with the, in the spirit of off the nose now, look, um, there's something you're passionate about. I, I think you win every time if you just continue to take steps in that direction. And you know, unfortunately, so many people talk about, you know, if polled 80% of people hate their job, yes. all this different shit, like, look, just like you that I'm telling you that effect dramatically lessens if you're around something that you're passionate about. 
And it doesn't matter if you're the entrepreneur or the employee in that point. You know, let's look at someone that loves animals, like these people that work at these animal shelters that adopt dogs. And, and quite honestly, they make peanuts doing it. They're grossly underpaid, but they feel so great about being around that. And like that, that, that is a blanket of warmth as a human that I think is very empowering. So, okay. So now you've talked to, you've been talking to people and go check out off the nose uh, podcast. You know, what, what are some of the things that you're finding that people are talking about that have made an impression with you as you've taken your journey towards whatever you're, you're interested in? You know, I think the, the common theme that I have seen, and you you alluded to it as well, Matt, is sort of tripping, tripping into something, and then that fork in the road, and you can say yes or no. And there are, you know, there are people that wake up in fear, and there are people that wake up and say, giddy up. And it's like, when you hit that fork in the road, if you say yes, unbelievable things will happen. And so, and so it's not like everybody has it all figured out. You know, not everybody has it all. They, they sit down, they come up their game plan. What are they going to do with their life? And what's that look like? I, I found very few people, if any, I don't think I've interviewed anybody like that. Actually, everybody has sort of tripped into an opportunity. And the reason they are living off the nose lives is because they said, yes, they looked up. They were aware, they saw the opportunity and they grabbed it. Well, sure. And we've spent a lot of time talking about that on the show because, you know, so many people just, uh, you know, there's riches in the niches. And I think some of the best advice that, that you, what I really enjoy and keeps me passionate about Startup Hustle is the interesting people and conversations I have. And one of those happened really early. It was with uh, one of our guests, Laryl Holt, and Laryl is the founder of a company called CarStar. They had 100 locations after 18 months, which is crazy. But uh, Laryl, I I said, well, Laryl, tell us about yourself. And he said, well, Matt, I'm a coward. And it just really threw me back. I was like, what? I I said, I I disagree because I think a lot of the stuff you've done is brave. He goes, no, but I take a coward's approach. He says, what I try to do is I try to find something that no one else is doing. And then I go somewhere where everyone will leave me alone to get real good at it. (laughs) And it took me a little bit to process that, but really what he was saying is you don't have to be the bravest person as an entrepreneur because taking on Google, Amazon, taking on the giants, you're just going to get crushed underfoot. And it was when I finally put it together, it took, like I said, it took a little bit to process because I'm not used to highly successful people going, yeah, well, I'm a coward. Right. And, you know, and then my often co-host here and business partner, uh, Matt Watson, in my book, Million Dollar Bedroom, and the conversation I had with him was talking about all the all the people he knew that uh, that had done the best. He's like, if you drive down a street in this really busy in this really expensive neighborhood, you'd be like, this guy imports ostrich feathers and this guy does something you've never heard of. And this lady does something else. And that's an off the nose approach, you know, because at some point you're like, Hey, I want to be the only one that's doing that. And there really are riches in the niches. So, but part of that does start with a little bit of self-awareness and looking for that opportunity and then being crazy enough to try to, to make a business out of it. 
And I say crazy enough because, yeah, it does. Entrepreneurs are fucking crazy, man. Like, I mean, yeah, you should see the people that I hang out with, folks. Like, we're we're the the, often the least logical. None of us have it figured out. Now, we I laugh with some of my friends. I'm like, but they're the most interesting. They think they think we've got it all figured out and you're like laugh you're like no like there's a lot of uh, it's easy to be well endowed with all the doubt you need and um <laughs> you know so the thing is, is well no it's, i'm quoting someone on that one so i am stealing uh, my friend brendan bayless's quote there okay but, That's a good um, one. but it's true but it's true though so the, the so let's talk about that for a second because it takes us it takes a second to, all right. So you, you exit a company and you had a successful career. I'd like to think that that gave you a little bit of padding and a little bit of security to go out and try something different. What's your advice for those that don't have yeah. a successful bumper or cushion to fall back on? So what I advise, and I've helped multiple friends, is the concept of parallel paths. You know, So that's where intention comes in you know, and you don't just trip upon it. So you don't, you're not really happy with where you are. You want to do something different. Maybe you know what that is. Maybe you don't, but you start to run a parallel path for what could that look like? So maybe it's a, a skill set you need to learn to be able to do it. So start running the skill set while you're still paying the bills with this other job. There's, there's no reason everybody can't make it happen. No matter what your responsibilities are, no matter what your income, socioeconomic, I've seen all kinds be successful. It's it's the it's the ability to go for it. That's that's all it comes down to. There's there's everything else is an excuse because there are safe, um, mindful, thought out ways to become an entrepreneur, to follow a passion, to live a different life as well. You know, you don't just have to be fuck it, jump off the side of the mountain. I'm going to do it different. That is one way, and I. I'm a proponent of that way as well, but I get it. You know, you have kids, you have a spouse, you have adult parents to support, whatever your, all the reasons that can make you say no to stuff. Don't, don't use those as, as things to block you, but you can use those to say, okay, I need to, to create a plan because I do have these responsibilities and I don't want to just jump off the side of the mountain. So I think there's a couple different ways to get to this point. At some point you do have to jump though. There's no, I mean, there's no, there's no way around it because if you're going to be a a full-time entrepreneur, I mean, that comes with the responsibility of you relying on yourself. And that's what most people uh, that I talk to that haven't jumped yet struggle with. And, you know, they're like, well, it's, you know, you, you hear a lot of, there's a lot of myths being quoted, you know, specific, mo- most specifically and frequently the right time. It's not the right time. Right time's not coming people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's not, it's you know, never like, coming. Yep. well, it's not because the right saying it's not the right time to do something. And that's not just about starting a business. It could be about anything you want to do. Losing uh, weight. There, there are, there are certainly times that are more favorable than others, but I've, it's just very difficult to ever say that a right time. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were opening businesses in February because they thought it was the right time. And then in March, they realized it wasn't. Yeah. Now, that's what it is, you know? And like the thing is, is if you're going to be an entrepreneur, startup founder, you're going to start a business, I'm just going to help you realize something right now. 
it's rough. It's rough. It's yeah. going to spit you out. It's going to chew you up. It's going to spit you out. And whatever's left, that's what has to pick itself up off the mat and try to find a way to be successful. Um, it's very challenging. And, you know, the, uh, the you're going to learn a lot about yourself as a person. Now, we talked about opportunity and sometimes some of the most interesting things present themselves accidentally. So to prepare for this episode, I looked up a few accidental discoveries that I thought were interesting. Um, so I just want to share a few of those because these, these are things, these are things that people weren't looking for and discovered that are very notable. Penicillin. Hey, hey. Discovered by accident or accidentally. I don't know whichever. I've written three books and I don't know which one is proper grammar there. The microwave. That's a good one. Velcro. Very useful. Yes. Teflon. How about rubber? Vulcanized rubber. That's what we, what's what (laughs) tires are made out of. Coca-Cola, an accident. Radioactivity. (laughs) Here's a good one. Viagra. Hey, how is that an accident? Bullshit. I I mean, I, I, well, I can think of a lot of ways that it was accidentally discovered, but (laughs) it wasn't their intent. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, So those are a couple of things like right there. And and those are, that's stuff that, you know, I'll give you an example about looking for opportunities. So Velcro, Velcro is something that's like, uh, you see it all around. It was actually discovered in 1941. There was a, a Swiss engineer those burrs that cling onto your pants when you're out and like hiking on a trail. He saw me said, wow, what an interesting thing that nature has done here. And basically that led, he found that the burrs hooks would cling to anything loop shape. So then came Velcro. Now, you know, you talk about finding opportunity and looking at the things around you. That guy. Pardon? That guy thought it, but then he took action. That's what we're talking about. He looked at it and he saw it and be easy. God, these things are so annoying, stuck to my pant legs. And he just thought about it a little bit, you know, and, and by the way, Velcro is called Velcro because it's a combination between velvet and crochet. So there you go, people. You're not going to get through this episode without learning something. But the point is, is, you know, this, this is you look at something that became so massive and, you know, it's like you it's everywhere like you, you, you know, but where did it come from? It came from someone taking like saying, oh, wow, look, that could be useful. Now, now, if you're going to start a business or you're going to be an entrepreneur, why not? St- you got to start with a you got to solve a problem. And some kind of problem is is the best way to go about it. So, all right. In regards to solving problems, you know, like the off the nose approach is and I don't want to because I hate this phrase at this point. You can let's think out of the box here, people. I but know. It about, it's about, I hate new, it. What is the new think out of the box? We need what's it's the off new? the nose. It's off the nose. Hey. We're declaring it. There you go. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. you heard it here. We're here with Kelly Wade, the inventor of the new out of the box phrase. But, um, but you know, the whole thing is, is it's really about trying something different. I mean, the, the, the definition of insanity is expecting the same, a different result with the same approach. And, you know, so, okay, well, you know, we, we've kind of gone off on our, on our rants about, you know, doing something different. And I, and I want to continue with that. What are some of the other things that you've come up with? Like, you know, you, you did have 
Cooper Kraus, our full scale sales director, as a guest on the show. And Cooper's okay. an interesting guy because, you know, he didn't come from, um, you know, a, a, a white collar family and he's just worked really, really hard. His work ethic is really, really strong. Uh, maybe we start with this, like the off the nose approach is one thing, but what are a few things that you think have to go with it? Like Cooper's just a hardworking dude. He's very coachable. He's very consistent. Uh, he wakes up every morning at 6am and works out, which those people still amaze me. But what are some of the, you know, both from your corporate uh, existence and sense, what are some of the pillars of success that you found that despite an off the nose approach, you're still going to have to embrace? Yeah, well, work ethic, worth ethic, a hundred percent. I mean, I come from uh, parents who did not go to college, uh, street smart, um, very successful entrepreneurs, and they they were always working. They were always supporting uh, me and my siblings, but they were always working. And I would say, you know, ninety percent of the time, passionate about it. So. That work ethic, that's when we had Cooper on. We had him on because he took an unexpected path and is in a successful position now. Um, so people like that, it's it's work ethic, it's dedication, it's um, willingness to uh, change, embrace change, try it, say fuck it, let's try it, let's do it. Um, collaboration, people are willing to collaborate. These are, these are the things that I've seen in... Uh, all the guests that we've had on the show. I agree with all of those. I think that um, understanding that you, you know, on some level, all you can do is all you can do. Uh, I mean, if you want to make something or create something big, you're going to have to do it with other people at some point. So That's right. Lear learning how to either lead them or, or be a good team member. And by the way, they're both individual skills that are really valuable. And if you can master both then you're in a really good spot, but totally, you know, I go back to, I go back to that success demands payment in advance, whether you're working somewhere else or you're trying your own thing, you got, I mean, it's, it, you got to pay up front. Um, and you know, I just think that I, I'm not a believer in luck and you know, luck is preparation and opportunity crossing paths. And then I always get people like, what about the guy that won the lottery? Well, he prepared by buying a ticket. <laughs> Well, he did you know, have to take the action to go buy the damn ticket. You, it's true. Well, you know why I'm not going to win the lottery tonight? Because I'm not. Because you prepared. didn't buy a ticket. You're and it is a level of preparation. And, and, you know, there is, and, you know, we've had so many investors, influencers, entrepreneurs on this show. And at one point earlier this year or last year, people were like, oh, ed tech. Huh. I hate it. No, it's, it's not great. And you talk to those same people in April. They're like, I love ed tech. <laughs> what I'm going to get behind. Cause all of a sudden it's, it's there now right. there are, you, uh, there's opportunity and failure. And, and, you know, many people are quoted as you should never waste a good crisis, but there's a lot of people right now that are on the negative side of the current world situation. And there's a lot of people that were preparing and believed in what they did. And all of a sudden it's okay. It's time to, it's time you're on stage. Let's go. And I've talked to a lot of people that are like, you know, people that, that whose businesses are up 800%. I know. And different stuff. Well, it's because they were building something that they were passionate about. And they thought that eventually the world would come around to that solution. And then certain st things accelerated or sped that up. They also got creative. I mean, even some of your Fortune 500 companies um, are up in different locations. I think it's interesting how, for instance, Starbucks, certain locations were up 
you know, way higher than uh, pre-corona because managers took initiative at these locations and created drive-throughs when there weren't drive-throughs and created walk-ups way before the national decision, you know, to have these different store prototypes. So that's where it's like, it comes down to the individual and how do you wake up every day? And are you a change agent? Are you somebody who embraces, or can you see, are you willing to take action um, and not be afraid to fail? Those are the people, those are the success stories. And more importantly than that, I would be willing to bet they're enjoying their life more. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, some of the most successful people and the most successful organizations that I've been around just accept the fact that they're going to be in a constant state of change. And, you know, one of them is, is, uh, and the people that I've talked to that so here in Kansas city, there's an engineering firm called black and beach. And we've had some of their, uh, they, they do a lot to support the startup community. And so with that, we found them on a few episodes and they're 120 years old and they are constantly adapting. And I was sitting there talking to one of their executives at a demo day or something last year. And, he was telling me, he said, you know, Matt, we're 120 years old. We've had to reinvent ourselves five or six times and we're going to continue doing it. Because I was asking why they were suddenly so present in the startup scenes. Well, you know, we're, we want to figure out who we're doing business with in the future, how we're doing it, where we're doing it, and on some levels, the why. And, you know, the, all businesses adapt. Now, Charles Darwin, who's very famous for writing about evolution and kind of really bringing that to the forefront often, you know, he says, it's not the strongest and smartest that, that survive. It's those that have the best yeah. ability to adapt and that's right. that needs to be you. And that's, and you know, the thing that uh, I mentioned earlier that at one point I was a district manager for a, a musical instrument maker. And, um, I did that in the years that in 2008, 2007 and 2008, which 2007 was great. 2007 was a or 2008 was the beginning of the Not shit so. show for many people. And I, yep. I watched a ton of businesses go out, go under. And the one recurring theme that I heard from so many of them was, well, things were just like they used to be. If you ever hear yourself saying that, pull the fucking ripcord and jump or jump and then pull the ripcord. Cause you're, cause that plane's going down. Those um, people that's, didn't those last are very long. Famous last words of so no. many. I'm sure you ran into that, and you know things evolve and things change. And it's like if that's where you're going to be at, and you're not wanting to do something new, or you're not accepting that things are going to be different, you are doomed. Did you're you have irrelevant. an example related to that? I, I would oh, imagine I that examples. It's yeah. not even. It's not even you know funny, and and uh, that's not the way we do it. That's not, we've never done it that before, you know, and so. You know, it's interesting. I believe everybody has the opportunity to grow and change. And and I invested in, in my employees at the, the last company in that way. So I would do creative management exercises to get people to think off the nose before that was created, of course. Um, and And it was like slowly people who did not naturally embrace change, they slowly became comfortable. So, I mean, Matt, I think it's, it's everybody has the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. Everybody has the opportunity to live an off the nose life. Uh, fear and confidence are what keep us back. So you have to exercise those parts of yourself because when I led people through exercises like that, put them in a safe space, 
said, throw it out there. What are you thinking? What is literally in your head right now? And I would make them speak and they would throw the craziest shit out. Well, you know, we could buy a crane company. We could start, we could start a dumpster company and all these things, which were problem solvers for what we did in commercial roofing. And it's like, yeah, those are all great ideas. Now we have to go investigate them, but you have to get comfortable, uh, I guess, with your brain, being able to say those things, say it out loud, not be afraid of embarrassment, not be afraid of failure. And only then, you know, will those things be able to come true? Well, in, you, success requires change on some level. It always does. It's, it's change and it's improvement. And um, in my book, Balance Me, literally on page one, on the very first, not even the in the book yet, like the introduction. <laughs> Dedication I address, I, Well, I address that because people are very resistant to change. And I know. It's, just, it's built in. It's scary. It's different. And, and here's the thing. It requires some effort. And I, I literally, on the, and I'm going to read this because, you know, I said there, there's a few things that I'm going to make clear. So one, making real change in your life is not an easy process. Two, change involves acknowledging that you might be part of the problem. And three, true improvement and lasting change involve time, periodic review and adjustment. And, you know, that's like any business, any founder, any high performing individual that I've known. Um, I mean, I, I didn't write that because I have some kind of infinite wisdom that was from watching people watching everything from, and, and it's all around you. Like you look at sports, like it, 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 let's take sports as an example, because it's very universal. It's very palatable, like a, a baseball player, hitter, making adjustments, doing different things, like a quarterback changing something like they have halftime and change game plans in football because they're making changes and adjustments. So the real question sure. is, what do you need to change? What do you need to adjust? And you got to accept the fact. So, you know, I go on in that same intro. I'm like, if you're not willing to accept those things, just put the book back because you're not going to like it. Totally. Like, I'll, I'll just do you a favor and put it back because this isn't for you. And, um, you, you know, know, if people, you want to do something. People can see, um, you know, that's the other thing is just being comfortable in your own skin. You know, when my kids were little, I would change their playroom every month. Why do I do that? Because they would get used to coming in and going straight to the, you know, creative table or straight to the books. Well, you change it up. Now they're, they're going to different new things. They're being inspired in new ways. You know, I could move every year. I mean, I, I just love, naturally love change. Some would say I run from things. I don't think that's true. I love change. Um, I, it's just, it's, to me, it's like the world lights up when you see things from a new lens every once in a while. And so I think- No, I agree. And yeah, and there's you know, so many things that we do as like very repetitively. And have you ever driven to work and then you can't really remember driving to work? <laughs> you know, like I'm serious. Cause you just like, you know, it's like, I, I did that recently. Well, I haven't had to drive to, to the office for quite a while, but at one point they had the road, they were repaving the road that uh, was the shorter route and I couldn't use it. And it literally took me like, I kept turning the other <laughs> way, like even when that road opened back up and like, I remember thinking, I'm like, shit, like I've programmed myself to go the long way here. So yes. the, the moral of that story is where have you programmed yourself to go the long way? 
sometimes the long way is the way you need to go to get where you want to want to be. It's not always about the shortest path, but you know, you think about that. And I think that's a good point with changing the kids rooms. So like uh, in that same book I mentioned earlier, balance me, I have a whole list of things in the back that you can do to like change your routine. And one of them is intentionally taking a different way to work, you know, force yourself to just not follow the same path. Because if you want something different, you want some kind of change, you just want to arrive at a different destination, you need to take a different turn at some point. So You never know. You never know. You know, we sit here and talk about change, why it's so good, why it's so good. Everybody should think what is something that you did in your life that you were afraid to do? You were maybe you were forced to do, so you were forced to change. And through that, you can now look back and say, damn, I'm really glad that happened. I'm a better person because of it. I grew. Uh, You know, I, I, whatever the thing is. Uh, I think everybody can think of one of those things. So sometimes you got to remember that when that damn fear kicks in. So we end our episodes of Startup Hustle with what we call the Founders Freestyle. Now, before we get into that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Now, when we do the Founders Freestyle, we encourage our guests to embrace some kind of... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This 45 minutes, it went by so fast. We've already, we've been here for a while, you know, now we try to, to keep these at a specific length that was, was, did have the, it had the intention of, of help. It was the average drive time for people to and from work or a commute, which was a suggested length. There was an intention to that. Now that everyone works from home, I mean, maybe we could just have infinite episodes. No kidding. Uh, but but we, we like to give our guests an opportunity to wrap things up, share some insight that they think is helpful for the founders of the world. And I'm going to go ahead and offer you uh, give you the opportunity to do that. I don't know if you, there's something that we've left unresolved or maybe not unmentioned, but uh, the Founders Freestyle is all about closure. So I love this. I wish go. I could go into a wrap, but I won't scare the audience. If you off. can wrap if you have the freestyle. It's up to you. We don't, we're not, we won't judge. Hey, well, that, I would we, might, say, we might actually enjoy that. I know. Damn. I got to get my turntables out. Uh, there you go. I would say, I first of all, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Um, check out the show because we talk to people who talk like this every day. And we hear how that moment in time when they were able to say, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. Uh, so it's super exciting. They looked up. They said, yes, you know, go out, uh, change it up, run parallel paths, just live a full life. That's my freestyle. Well, well said. I mean, really, I mean, I have to confirm I, I agree with all that. I mean, it's yeah, I, I what I want to end with is, you know, I think the best thing I ever did for myself was about a decade ago, I quit giving a shit. And when I say quit giving a shit, I quit giving a shit about the external commentary. Um, I really did decide that I was going to do what I wanted to do. I was going to take care of myself. And that's not selfish. Uh, cause in order for me to do the best for those around me and help people be their best, I needed to take care of myself first. It's the, it's similar to when you board an airplane and you're told and you're told that you need to put the mask on before you put it on for your child. Now that isn't intended to be selfish is that you, you're going to pass out before you can get your <laughs> own on and that can be dangerous. Now, 
you know, and when I say just kind of quit caring, uh, you know, look, when you're doing the best job you can, not everyone's going to like you. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind, too, is people aren't really spending a whole lot as much time thinking about you or talking about you as you might think they are. They are um, yeah. You get you get past that. And it's it's very it's very it's you can feel very free and it's very fulfilling because, you know, it's like I said, now I'm not saying be a jerk. Um, you still got to show up and do the right things every day. But I mean, there's billions of people on this planet. There is just statistically impossible to have that. All of them are going to like you care about you or whatever. So get over it and, you know, be so good at what you're trying to do that it makes all the haters hate you. I actually take a lot of pride in that on some levels. Now it doesn't, once again, it doesn't mean doing the wrong things like show up and own it. Be you. Do, Be excited. do things that do things that matter and try to help people get what they want. And if that occurs, like if someone wants to not like you for that, it's on them, man, not on you. On With that, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. So I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Matt. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>